0: Welcome everybody to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comic books from their childhood, and today, I'm Kirk, I'm Ryan, and I'm Nick. How are we doing? It feels like it's been like uh, three years since we've done the podcast.
1: Or two weeks. It, just, <laughs> it just
0: feels like it. It feels weird.
1: Yeah, it, does, it feels like it was an extended time off, but uh,
0: no, doing pretty good. Awesome. How are you doing, Nick.
2: That could be better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pass the test that I was supposed to, so now I get another month of studying. Yay! Yay. So if you didn't like the edits I put in, that's what's going to happen now. Now you get for another the next month. four weeks. You get another month of it. You get pretty much live guys. episodes
0: for the next four weeks. Nice. I think we should be live all the time. <laughs> so. so this week we'll be discussing Miracle Man number one, which was written in 1985 by Alan Moore and Mercy. Written by Murica Andolfo. So what did we think about The Mercy?
1: This is a different book from... She did a book called Unnatural. And it was uh, about animals and you that know, can like, talk and all that. And that was very... It had a horror style to it, but it was very bright and vibrant for the most part. Um, this one was an interesting take on what she's doing. Uh, it's an old, I'd say old West-ish time frame.
2: I think more like Victorian.
0: Victorian.
1: Yeah. And I think she killed it on the art. She's fantastic with her art.
0: Um, I love the art in the book. It was awesome.
1: The story was interesting. I liked the buildup. But once you got to that end, and you're like, wait, what? And it kind of throws you off just a little bit. Um, But I I enjoyed it. You know, when I read the uh, preview of it, I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if it's going to be something I'm going to be crazy about. But after reading it, I did enjoy it. Uh, It's just a different style for her from
2: that book, Unnatural.
0: Okay.
2: I was waiting for Simon Belmont to show up.
0: That's kind of the vibe you got. You little Castlevania. You got a little Castlevania vibe going on in that in that book.
2: Um, yeah, I can't. The artwork was incredible. Um, story feels like Castlevania meets Quentin Tarantino. It's very uh, uh, hateful eight with the carriage and the ride, and then murdering everybody, and then you have the vampires and the weird monster and stuff. Yeah, very like very Quentin Tarantino meets. Mm-hmm.
0: Castlevania. you brought up hateful eight Mom. i'm thinking <laughs> it was when we tried to do that movie review podcast yes
2: <laughs>
0: well you gotta throw things at the wall until
2: they stick <laughs> yep and that really? one didn't stick nope
1: i think my biggest problem was the i did have a harder time or hard time deciphering or determining which female because there's two female leads in this and it kind of hops back and forth a little bit and so you kind of Start flipping them, and at least I started flipping them a little bit. And I'm like, wait, no, that's the other one. And um, I think that was the only thing I really had a problem with.
2: With Lady Helene and Lady Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, everybody has the same face.
1: Right. But you can tell the difference between the men and the women.
0: Can you? <laughs> yeah. That's weird how you can see that in a comic book.
1: <sighs> You'd be amazed. Yes.
0: Well, that's like Japanese anime. Right. Or, She's
1: actually an Italian uh, artist. Yeah. So.
0: I was just saying with, you know, what is it? Not Japanese anime, but Japanese video games. Where the it looks like a girl on the cover and they're like, nope, that's a boy. <laughs> no, it was awesome artwork. I loved it. I'm going to give it a, since I didn't finish it because I wanted to get the show started i'll give it a four yeah four is about right
1: yeah four is right in the wheelhouse for this one it's definitely worth picking up um it's first issue definitely worth checking out and the the covers are just fantastic yeah, that... i know you got a different one than i did yep. Yep. did you get
2: the photo image? cover no that? i did see it okay but...
1: yeah it it's well worth picking up
0: yep. yeah it looks pretty good So, now on to Nick's final pick. It was supposed to happen, you know, two weeks ago, but life gets in the way. Yeah, It's been getting in the way a lot. We picked up, he decided to give us Miracle Man, number one, by Alan Moore. Okay, guys, so what do you guys think about Miracle Man? Boring?
1: Boring. I wouldn't say it was boring. He was boring.
2: You gotta get into it. Like when he, like, um... When the Kid Miracle Man and Kid Miracle Man Junior show up, and you start seeing that Junior is psychotic, and
0: well, now you just ruined it. Now I don't want to read it. Oh
2: yeah, he's psycho because he doesn't he doesn't age. He stays as oh he stays the, as the he stays psychics. as the kid, right? Oh, wow. And he he ages for the next thirty or forty years with all those Holy powers God. and like um all the the knowledge of the gods in his head. So he. Starts accumulating mass amounts of like money and power and okay. Does issue two get better?
1: It is a very, dr-
2: it's a it's a long burn. It, yes, until you get to issue thirteen, but okay, it's well worth reading. Like, okay, um, um,
0: all right. Okay. Issue
2: one is kind of like the origin issue. It's Most origin, origin issues is are kind of boring,
0: boring and dull.
2: Um, if you guys don't know that Miracle Man is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel got sued by DC because of copyright infringement with DC and stopped publishing. And a publishing company in Europe bought him and renamed him Marvel Man. Right. And Alan Moore got the rights and created Miracle Man off of him. And so what you're seeing is the European Captain Marvel. Right. So I was always having arguments with the girl that I was dating at the time when I was reading this. And she was I was like, that is Dr. Savannah. That he shows up, he's got the same face. She's like, no, he just looks like a mad scientist. I'm like, no, he's an exact copy of and I it took me years to find out that he's not he is Dr. Savannah, he's just got a different name of Garganza because they bought the rights to the characters, but they changed them. Okay. And so instead of saying Shazam, he says Kamota, which is atomic backwards.
0: Kamota. It
2: doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> Come <laughs> out
1: me This is a different Alan more than I'm used to. You know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: Uh, You're a Watchman, didn't you? You're
1: a yep. Watchman. V for Vendetta. Yeah. Uh,
2: three. No, that's From Hell. Yep.
1: You know, I've read all those, and none of them are really. Superhero? I, I guess Watchmen is, but you don't really focus on the superhero aspect as much as...
2: It's the world that you're yes. more reading yep. about? Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: So it was an interesting read to see what he does with focus on a superhero. Uh, but he's also one of those, from reading those other books, knowing that it is a slow build. And that's how he does it. He, it's just a very slow build. But you know there's going to be some kind of fantastic payoff at the end.
2: Right. Kind of like with V. Like V was very slow yeah. until you get to the end. Um, same thing with Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen
0: was pretty dull throughout it. Yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> League was the only one that I felt that really kind of the only something going on right. for most out of it. The only
0: character it. that I really enjoyed in Watchmen was Rorschach. Yeah? Yeah.
2: I think I liked the owl because he was Blue Beetle. So that's kind of of why I <laughs> like him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So,
0: all right. What do we give Miracle Man?
2: It feels
1: dated. Oh yes. it's, it's dated because of that aspect. I'd say three and a
2: half.
0: I'm gonna go three. Yeah, I'm gonna read more. It's just I'll go a three. Um.
2: Yeah, I'll give it a three and a half. I mean, it's not what it was. I mean, it's pretty dated. Um, but it's still if you can go out and find it for cheap now you can find it anywhere cuz marvel did a reprint of it. Yeah, Marvel it,
1: did the whole run reprint and they're easy to find. Most I mean, heck, you could probably
2: find some of them in quarter bins. Yep. And you're you're not going to go out and pay 300 bucks for a graphic novel anymore. Right. You can go out and get them for 5 bucks. So, yeah, go out and get it for 5 bucks, read it. Yep. Um it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you like Captain Marvel, you like Shazam, you like any of those characters that turns into anything from kids. Um yeah, this book is really
0: good.
1: Just don't start stop after the first issue again. It's no. a slow
0: burn. All right, who's the d lister this week, Ryan? It's
1: actually young uh, miracle or Marvel, young Marvel Man or young Miracle Man, whatever you want to call him. Um, all right, so his first appearance was Marvel Man issue one hundred one from nineteen fifty five, he's created by Mick Angelo. So the alter ego of Dickie Dauntless. Um, and he would transform, transform by saying Marvel Man, following uh, and then following the atomic bombing of a uh, kid, Miracle Man, young Miracle Man, and Miracle Man by their creator, Doctor. What is it? <laughs> Garganza. Garganza. Uh, young did die of from the explosion. Uh, once his human and super body uh, started occupying the same space at once, Neil Gaiman came on and. Uh, brought him back as a clone with their uh, periodic interludes of individual issues in the first collection of gammon's run kid miracle man is killed by miracle man and young uh, realizes it miracle man then kisses young miracle man and miracle man is punched right through the wall into space with uh young miracle man believing his friend and mentor may be a pedophile Young flies away, and we never get a ending to the story, because soon after, Eclipse Comics went out of business, and they never finished the story. But they are. Are they finishing it?
2: Yeah, Neil Gaiman is finally publishing it, I think this year or next year. He's okay. finally finishing it, like, 20 years later. So.
1: I thought that was a pretty cool ending. I'm like, ooh, cliffhanger r- that you'll never get the answer to. It's yeah. like an That's episode. what everybody's been wondering <laughs> for the last 35 years.
2: I'm really just waiting for Marvel to announce that um, the Sentry is Miracle Man.
0: I could see that. I could see that coming.
2: That's the exact origin. Mick woke up one morning, remembered that he has powers, and became the Sentry. Mick woke up one morning and realized that he's Miracle Man. (laughs) He's blonde, and they have the exact same powers. So it's easy. That they could just be like, "All yeah, he's right, Miracle Man,"
1: but they've done absolutely nothing, nothing. with the century, right? And I don't see them ever doing anything with Miracle Man. Unfortunately, I hope they do.
2: Just give him like something. He's a character that has sixty years of con- like history. He's a big character. You should give give him something. Throw I mean, him a bone.
1: You know. I think Marvel needs to do something like DC does with Vertigo, and kind right. of put it off into that realm. I just don't see how it would tie into the standard season. Main yeah.
2: yeah.
0: All right. Anything going on at the shop? I missed the Saturday sidewalk sale.
1: Saturday, Sunday. Me too. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff. We're kind of cool stuff there. Uh, let's see. So the owner is in Vegas this weekend.
0: Blowing all his profits.
1: Hope not. Big toy convention, I think, is what it is. He's loading up a lot of toys. And then we have Planet Comic Con following week. And then Grand Islands Comic Con. The Grand Comic Con is the week after that. So three uh pretty heavy weeks coming up.
0: Is that like a real Comic Con?
1: It is. This yeah. is the third one, I think.
0: Like comic books, or is yeah. it like pop it's comic culture? Books.
1: Yeah. It's, well, it's huh. probably a pop culture, but there there are comic books and stuff I'm just there.
0: saying, because...
2: You can't... want to drive all the way out to Grand Island and well, we walk drove... in there and be one room and just be like, well, oh, and
1: that's, this. <laughs> it is a, kind of like a um, VFW type haul from what I've seen from pictures of it. Wow. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I mean, with the population of Grand Island, you kind of, you know, you're expecting a little bit smaller, but they do a great job with putting that stuff together and i did drive six um, hours for a car by god in yes, Minneapolis.
2: so, so. But this one's free so
1: yeah um i know like i said krypton goes out there uh they have some other dealers that show up out there um the uh the group that is like paranormal dads podcast and stuff they go out there and do a show out there last year they actually did a um like, they went ghost hunting in the old theater after they nice. did an episode on that. and So it's kind of cool to see, um, hear the stories and see the pictures of it and everything. Uh, I haven't been out myself, but uh, maybe one of these days I'll get out that direction and check it out.
0: It's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to Minneapolis this year, so. Go for Fall Con? Yeah, or for
2: Spring Con. I can't go for Spring.
0: We could go for Fall, though. We go for Fall, yeah. Because I'll be there a month before for my cousin's wedding. So I don't think I'll be going back up there a month later. <laughs> right. All right. So now, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. The Rhino Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> <Breeds>. <laughs> um How many you got, Ryan? Uh, short box? Five. Five? What do you got? Two. I got one. Two. So, um, raids, Reads! reads. <laughs> I got the wrong comic book this week. <laughs> so to once, be fair, we did discuss both. You did, and I was like, I thought the, the, I thought the name was Marika Adolfo Mercy, and she was the author of The Outer Darkness Chew, is how I took it. But I'm glad I picked it up because I really enjoyed this book. It's called The Outer Dark, Outer Darkness, Chew, and it's a crossover with Chew in The Outer Darkness. And it's written by John Lehman. Um, they do a little synopsis here. It takes place, um, the story takes place during season one of Outer Darkness. Sometime between issues six and ten, it also takes place after chew number 60, but also during chew number 18, I was like, okay, I know what this kind of book, this book's gonna be.
1: Well, the reason for that is I can't remember how it all worked out, but uh, I think it's John layman that writes it. He, with Chew, he did a up to a certain amount of issues and then he jumped ahead in numbering and then worked his way backwards okay it is a weird style but it fantastic
0: so you start off and the captain i don't know his name but anyway he uh he's uh hosting an alien who only communicates through food and his first officer's trying to explain this to him that he only communicates through food he doesn't understand what you're saying and the chef comes out, brings something, and the, the alien eats it, and he doesn't like it. And so he beheads the chef. And they're like, well, uh, well, that didn't go as planned. So, uh, what are we going to do now? Because he's trying, they're trying to win him over to their side of the war. And then you hop to the 21st century and Chew and his sidekick, or partner, or whatever you want to call him, the cyborg face guy. Um are talking about their vacations and his partner's like, yeah, it was a lot of drugs and rock and roll and alcohol. He's like, I told you I didn't want to hear about it. They get start to get chased by psycho mounties because of a drug and they're wondering where Poyo is to help them. Well, Poyo is in Vegas fighting Shelvis in a battle.
1: <laughs> Poyo is a cyborg super chicken
0: super chicken is it a chicken
1: rooster rooster hawk yeah thing? he's a he's a special agent cyborg rooster fantastic sorry
0: I actually really dug this book it was like I didn't think I was going to but I did and they're get surrounded by the mounties and all of a sudden they're beamed aboard the ship on the outer darkness of the outer darkness crew and they're drawn weird and the cyborg he's like hey uh why are we drawn like this right and i'm like okay it's uh it's my favorite type of comedy i love where they break the fourth wall and it's like mel brooks and stuff like that you know hey how did i get here i don't know but why am i drawn like this and they, apparently the uh, crew abducted Chu and his partner because they needed a new chef. Only problem is, is Chu doesn't cook. He eats the people. He doesn't cook them. He eats whatever it is.
1: Okay, to clarify...
0: Yes, he... he's a cannibal. He eats people.
1: <laughs> he can... Find out the history of anything that he takes he a He can tell them.
0: you what tree the banana came from. Yeah, so and... he
1: knows, he can see yes. the history from whatever he's The only thing that does not uh, give him any visions is beets.
0: Yes. We've discussed you before, right?
1: Yeah, we have. One we've nine. talked about it, but I don't think we've ever read it. Yes, we did.
2: We talked about it, we never actually I read it. I remember the
0: reading the book.
2: Did you? Yeah. Did you talk about it?
0: Yeah, we talked about it.
2: Uh, 51 issues in, I have no idea what we talked about.
1: Uh, Chew, that one stopped before we started the cast, so I don't remember. I remember talking about it, but I don't Do remember reading Do we
0: need it. to go back through the episodes? <laughs> All right, go for it. <laughs> I will fight to the death over this. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really See you care. in three weeks. It'll take me about it. A- couple days (laughs) (laughs) so Chu and his partner are trying to figure out why they've been uh absconded and they they're like to the aliens the the, the guy goes or Chu goes you're gonna send us back when we're done right this is how this works you took us out of our time and put us in your time but you're gonna you're gonna put us back right and he's like yeah sure yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, of course. Um so they're talking and the first officer wants to see the captain by themselves so they send the two buffoons away. And they're walking and he's like I don't cook. How am I supposed to cook? Right? And his partner is looking at a tablet, trying to learn some recipes and stuff for this guy, this alien, and he uh, discovers something, and it is that somebody murders Poyo. There's a picture of somebody stabbing Poyo, and he's like, Tony, and Tony's like, "We does nobody knock in this century, right?" And he's like, "We gotta do something," and he's like, "About what?" And he goes about escape because they need to save Poyo. <laughs> I was not expecting to absolutely.
1: We discussed you when we talked about um, farm farmhand farmhand. That's when we discussed. It. We never read it.
0: We didn't read it.
1: Damn it! But the art is very similar because it's Rob Galler- Galleroy,
0: and he did. See, that's what happens when you're cocky. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I, I I take full responsibility for being cocky there and not knowing what the hell I'm talking about. Um, I swear we read one though. Or did I just read it because You might you have read re- it because Yeah, I that's what it was.
1: I read it. Farmhand.
0: Yeah, I read it. I remember now. It wasn't the show. I just remember reading it.
1: Feel free to listen to all the episodes you can have.
0: I don't mind. <laughs> gives me something to do. I'm kind of bored at the moment. I got my whole house cleaned out. I um, wasn't expecting what I was going to get. I absolutely, lo- oops. absolutely loved it. And I'm going to give it a four and a half. Yeah, it's, the a, arts it's just a mini so- se-
1: series, so it's only like three issues. Yeah,
0: the art's awesome. The story's really good. And it has my favorite slapstick style of comedy in it. So... I highly recommend Outer Darkness Chew, number one. The miniseries, actually, because I'm going to finish it. I think I'm going to read all three of them. Yeah. So.
1: They actually did another crossover with, uh, there's a book called Revival. And it was Chew Revival. And it was a flip book. So the first half of the, or it was the same story, but from the Chew's character's point of views and the revival point of views. But whatever story you're reading, it was in that art style. Okay uh that was a lot of fun they have some special edition issues of poyo where it's just him on missions nice um i choose probably one of my top 10 books
0: of all time from start to finish it uh it it was a good book that's what i got this week cool so i picked up
2: Dollar Comics presents the New Flash from 1987. I was going to read that too. It's the first book with Wally West. Well, it's Wally West's first issue of the Flash. You ready for vacation? Well, all right.
0: It doesn't look like a swimsuit. It looks like a dance outfit.
2: This is this is written by Mike Barron and with art no. by uh, Jackson. No. Ga- It's a swimming suit. Okay. (laughs) Why are you here? It's uh, written by Mike Barron with art by Jackson Geis. Um, So let me just say, this book is 1987. Like totally 1987. The Flash doesn't care about helping people. He cares about making money. He doesn't care about helping this heart get across the country. He wants health insurance. He's like, if I help you, you're a hospital. You make a lot of money. If I help you, I get health insurance. Like, wow, you're a jerk. He's like, well, I, uh, I, this is my body I put online. And it's like, dude, come here. And uh, what? You want some, some what? Paper? No. What? Headphones? Okay, yeah.
0: all
2: tangled. Yep. All right, here we go. We can just do that. that will be All right, ready? Here you go.
0: Okay. I want to do it. After. Hello guys.
2: <laughs> so, hi Sophie. Um, so I hate the artwork. I hate it. Um, yeah, it's not good. Everybody's <laughs> neck is wrong. Everybody's face doesn't it's not human proportions. There is uh, there's a scene, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, these are superheroes, and they're not going to be normal proportions. They're eight and a half heads high, which is totally different yeah, than normal people. The Flash is 11 heads high. Like, his head is so small in some of these, like, pictures, that it just drives me bonkers. The story, the story's not so bad. I mean, yeah, he's kind of like a selfish weirdo, but... The story's pretty good. I mean, he comes across Vandal Savage, and Vandal Savage is like, why are you wearing my most hated enemy's outfit? I know who you right are, it. Wally West. And so he starts to just constantly go after Wally. Okay, so, part two, I read Justice League Europe number one through four this week. This is uh, 1989, and this is by Giffen and Matthias. Okay, you guys already know how much I love Justice League International. This book is awesome, right? So Wally West is in this too. and He's the Flash, and he goes over to Europe to help them. And he's a complete perv. He what? Okay, hold on. Okay, down there. Okay, so he's like, no, come on. And he's like, uh... Power Girl shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, my day just got better." And she's all like, she actually calls him a dog and a pervert and all this other stuff to his face. <laughs> Um, Captain Adam is running the team and he just got found out that he's been working for the U S government to spy on the justice league. And they were, they were like, okay, we're going to put you in Europe to the new team. So he's over there and he's got a huge, um, he's very insecure, right? He's like, I've never run a team before. And this is my chance to prove myself. So he's always stuttering and he can't make up his mind about things to do. And power girl calls him out on it all the time. They're like, why, why isn't Martian Manhunter running this team? Why are you over here? Um, you got elongated man and you have metamorpho and you have two stretchy guys in the team, but it's, it's great. I mean, it's funny. I mean, rocket red is always making weird quips. Like he doesn't really understand too much, but he's just like, just using the wrong words for like, you know, just like whatever. Um, it's great. I mean, the artwork's good. It's funny. Um, go out and go read it.
1: Is Animal Man in, uh, in there quite
2: yeah, a bit? Yes. And what's funny is, so he comes over on the plane because the transporters aren't working, and uh, they they decide to test out the transporters with with Animal Man's luggage, and it gets burnt up, and he's like. I'm not a real superhero, guys. I have no money for suits, and that's all my luggage. <laughs> They're just like, don't worry, we'll get a new one for you. And Yeah, he's just hes really funny in this. So, yeah, go ahead. Give it a shot. It's funny. I'll have to.
1: I don't think I've ever read... I've read, maybe read one or two issues of Europe, but uh, actually probably more than that, because there's a series that crossed over with Justice League and uh-huh. Justice League International. But I always like Justice League International, so, yeah, I'll have to definitely, definitely yeah. check that one out.
2: <laughs> okay, go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your favorite cartoon? What's your favorite cartoon? SpongeBob. <laughs> no. You want to tell a joke? Yeah. You can tell a joke.
0: Why did banana cross the road?
2: I don't know. Why did the banana cross the road?
1: Because he wanted to get to the other
2: side. <laughs> 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 Why did the toilet paper and make it across the street? I am not know. Because it got caught in the crack. Okay, let's go upstairs. You
0: have to be quiet then.
2: Alright. That's all for me, so...
1: Alright. Uh, first one I got is finger guns. This was uh, by Volt. Um, I've really been thinking what Volt has been putting out lately. Um, this kid discovers that he has the power to shoot people by making a finger gun. And when he does it, they get angry. And he runs into somebody else who has the same power, but when she does it, they are happy. Um, and then they figure out that if they use two fingers, it's the reverse effect of what they were doing. And so... It's been a bit since I read this. Hold on a second. <laughs> but, uh, he, they become friends and they start hanging out, and he realizes he accidentally ran into her earlier, uh, at school. And, um, they're, you know, it, it's a fun book. You definitely need to check it out. Um, it shouldn't be too hard to find. Vault is a newer, uh, company that, um, not a lot of high orders on it's like not like a dark horse or an image but uh if you can find it or even go to their website and get it definitely check out the books by vault because they are just absolutely fantastic i've read most of them and i've been enjoying every single one of them and i'm really anxious to see where this finger guns ends up heading uh and how that relationship between the guy and the girl uh move forward you ever heard of this one nick crimson Avenger? yes I accidentally found this. Yeah? Yeah. I was looking for something else, and I saw this. And so I picked up the first two issues of it. It is the Shadow Light.
2: <laughs> it's the Avenger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you got against the Avenger? It's a ripoff of the Shadow. No, the Avenger, I love the Avenger, right? Like, But when they did it for radio, he became yeah. the Shadow Light.
1: The... Domino masks kill me. I don't know how anybody doesn't recognize characters when they have those on. Um, it,
2: right. The spirit.
1: Oh yeah. Is it like seriously. That's Danny how Cole. How know who this is? <laughs> um, it was an interesting read. This came out in eighty eight, so it's an older DC book. Um. Roy Thomas is going to be down in Kansas city. I wanted to check it out because he was going to be down there. I'm like, uh, oh, you know, I'll talk to him about something besides just the green lantern book. I have of his and not quite my cup of tea. Um,
2: that's why it's on a separate breaker.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. That's like, what the hell <laughs> we got
1: to do it over. Um, it is an okay read, but, uh, you know, I I only got it. I got it for like a buck, so you know I'm not going to complain too much. So own comics came out with a book called Dryad this last week. Uh, I was really excited with my pull file from this last week because it had Dryad, it had Mercy in it, it had uh, Joy in the Future, um, just a lot of independent books that I've been looking forward to trying to check out. And Dryad is by Curtis Webb. And he did a series uh, for Image that I cannot think of the name of, but it's about four mythical creatures, kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons type. And so I really like that. I wanted to try out this Dryad, And this is a story about a human father, a elfin mother, and the two kids that they have and how they had to escape uh, where they were at and they come across this new land well the human father is more like an archaeologist and so he takes the kids out and teaches them all this archaeological stuff and the elfin mom is a warrior so she is kind of the town cop i guess lack of
0: a better word i was gonna say something else but this is a kid's show
1: yes um this book the art's fantastic uh the story is just it drags you in immediately and you just keep going with it and you get very I mean, it just keeps building and you just see, kind of picture what's going to happen but it, then the the game changes on you so you don't quite have you know every time you think oh this is how it's working out nope went a different direction um Definitely find this. Definitely check it out. Um, 3 dollars Issue 1. I mean, give it a run. Especially if you like that uh, fantasy realm kind of thing. Alright. This is what you guys have been waiting for. Join the future. Bye, Aftershock.
0: <laughs> hey! It it's been like months!
1: This is the Old West meets future technology. So in the cities, they have all the future technology and out in the country, it's the old West and the cities are trying to take over more and more land. So people are coming into these little towns and trying to take them over. And, um, it's about a family where the mayor is teaching his son and daughter how to hunt. And it's a teenage daughter. And, um, they get back to town where he's the mayor of it and the city's in there trying to convince people to just join up with us and follow us and do what we do and think of how much further advanced you'll be and blah, blah, blah. And the town folk are starting to talk about maybe going and doing this because the food's running dry. They can't find anything to hunt. Um, they're having all sorts of problems uh, as far as uh, surviving. And the mayor's like, yeah, we're not doing that. And, he bans technology in his town. So his daughter and his son haven't really done anything with technology. And there's one point where the son's out in a tree at night and he's got an iPod and Clementine, the daughter comes out and goes, you do realize that if dad catches you with this, you're in some serious trouble. And he's like, i kind of disagree with that. I think, you know, this music and stuff I'm listening to is just, so much better than what we have, and I don't think it's a bad idea to not, or to maybe advance ourselves. And they hear a noise out in the woods, and the mayor goes out to see what's going on, and he's like, oh, it's nothing. And all of a sudden, because he rejected the city, and saying, hey, we don't want you around, the city decided they are just going to do a hostile takeover. And they send in all these troopers, and they're just shooting up the town and the sun gets hit and that's the cliffhanger it leaves you on this is by zach kaplan it's called join the future again another book i was looking forward to this week aftershock once again did not let me down um it has been a bit since i have talked about a aftershock book and it's because they usually do a series of five you know maybe five titles at a time usually five issues and then you go through the next cycle.
0: So are they starting on a new cycle now? Yeah. Okay. This... So some new number ones?
1: New number ones, yeah. Th- this was just fantastic. Was that the only copy you had at your store? No, we had a few. Okay. I I haven't... I mean, I didn't look on Saturday when I was in, but, I mean, we had quite a bit when we were... when I was in on Wednesday. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check that
0: one out. I have to pick that one up.
2: Okay, so I'm going to interrupt you. So if you want to talk to...
0: Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas
2: about a weird book that he did. He talked to him about Atari Force. Yes! Oh, he created Atari that. Force. He did do oh. Atari Force. And Captain Carrot and the Amazing Zoo Crew.
1: Nice! I may have oh. oh! You just made Ryan's Night. I may have to have my kid come up and get an autograph too for me so I can get it on Atari Force and Captain <laughs> Carrot and the Green Lantern issue he did. Okay. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I forgot he did that. When well, I look for books, I'm always looking for the Green Lantern titles that they did. I don't try to branch off into much else because that's what
2: I get. It, but uh, here. just to remind you.
1: <laughs> All right. And my final book is Nathan Dusk, private investigator. Is John Sable? I was thinking of. Um. By Don McGregor and Gene Colan. And this is a 40s private eye book. Um, so obviously it's dated, but it has the right to be. I guess that's what they're shooting for. And this book was just fantastic. I got it out of a quarter bin. I think I got it at that show. Uh, 50 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. The art's amazing. They get the right idea for, you know, you picture the Sam Spade detective. That's what this is. Um, I only found the first issue. I wish I could find the rest of them. It is a four-part miniseries. And it's just fantastic. If you like the old Private Eye stuff, definitely check this one out. That's what I got.
0: Nice. I wanted to go back to The Outer Darkness for a sec. It kind of gave me a Murder Falcon vibe. That's why I liked it the art style was very similar. So
1: except for what Rob Gilroy did. <laughs> well, yeah, that's but, very defined, but yeah, the, uh, outer darkness portion of it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So now we're going to move on to our list for the week and it's top 10 issue. Number fifties. And I will go first. Some of these I just threw in there because this was a very difficult (laughs) list to research. When we discussed this, I'm like, oh, issue 50, that's usually like a big issue.
1: It it should not be hard to figure out issue 50s. And I started trying to do the list. I'm like, I'm an idiot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You didn't have to agree with that. No, I was kidding. (laughs) I was smiling when I said that. So number 10, Punisher War Journal, number one. Volume 1, or sorry, not number 1, Volume 1, X-Men Volume 2, which was the Herald of Onslaught, number 8, Amazing Spider-Man, which was Spider-Man No More, JLA Volume number 1, Batman 50, which is the Marriage to Catwoman, Green Lantern, uh, I don't know which volume, but it's Emerald Twilight, Volume Three. Astonishing X Men, where North Star proposes to Kyle. That was a big deal, I remember, because we were going through the gay marriage debate discussion in this country at that time. Fantastic Four, Volume One, Silver Surfer, West Coast Avengers because it was the return of the original human torch and wolverine volume number two because larry hama wrote it and it had a sweet ass cover it it basically is like a file folder right it says classified on it and and it has the slash mark through it and i was like that is so awesome i love that cover more than the story, I picked that one as my number one because of the cover of the book. So that's mine. Cool.
2: Yeah, go ahead, guys. I didn't get a chance to do mine this week.
0: No, not a problem. Not a problem. Just
1: double check. All right. So number ten again. These are all issues. Issue fifties. Uh, number ten: Fantastic Four. Number nine: Tales of Suspense. Number eight: Books of Magic. Uh, the second series. Number seven, Amazing Spider-Man, the Spider-Man No More issue. Number six, Fables. Number five, Batman from the newest run where he was supposed to be marrying Catwoman. Number four, The Nom. Number three, Justice League from the new 52 where Jessica Cruz turns into a Green Lantern. Uh, Number two, number one and two, I went back and forth on quite a bit. This is how it played out. Number two, Darkhawk. The last issue of Dark Hawk before they did a fifty one here last year or two years ago. And number one, Green Lantern, Emerald Twilight, Hal going nuts. Yep. Kyle starting to take over, even yep. though you don't see it, but it leaves you needing a Green Lantern. I don't know how that would not be my number one for me. Sure.
0: Sure you don't got nothing, Nick? No, I'm good. Okay. So, I'm going to start out our new segment with a shout-out to the guys at CBSCI Comics. Cody and the gang out there. Cody had a contest where if he reached 200 followers, he would pick somebody. And they would do a... um, It'd be basically be an exclusive four panel page for us for me since i won and i get to pick the story and uh the characters in it so i'm going to have it be ryan nick and i and it'll be us doing a podcast and discussing comic books and i'm going to have it framed and i'm going to put it up in our podcast room so, I thought that was pretty cool. He was like, you can pick the characters, you can pick whoever, and I was like, you know what? He's basically following us because of the show. Why don't I make it for the show? So That's awesome. Yep. It's basically an exclusive four-panel comic. So, cool. that's what I got for the news. You got anything? Oh, been watching Lock and Key. I think five episodes I've, in i have not gone back to that yet
1: um trying to watch it with the wife i give her a lot of credit she is trying to follow it along but i told her that the keys do get it confusing <laughs> um and it doesn't necessarily follow the book like you said nick but oh my gosh that's such a fantastic show yeah I, I they do got do. great characters um The well lady is creepy as hell.
0: They did a good job with her. Mm -hmm. I need to watch it without watching it at like 11 o'clock at night. Waking up in the middle of episode four.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Episode four at the very end of that. I'm not going to give it away. But my wife looked at me and goes, what is going on? And it hit me. I'm like, they did that in the show? Serious? Because I couldn't picture how they were going to pull that one off in the show, because they did such a great job with it in
0: the book. That's what we call in the business, a teaser.
1: If you're not watching this, watch it. It is fantastic. Um, I can't wait to finish it up. I don't think I got anything else.
0: You got anything?
2: So we finished Lock and Key, and we started watching The House on a Haunted Hill. It's on Netflix. So you take... The old book, Hell House or Hill House, and you update it. Oh my God, it's creepy. It's good. It's got great characters. It's it's about a couple years old now, but it's really worth like just going to go and look at it, like watch it, because. So when you couldn't sleep last night, I was like, "It's not that bad." She's like, "It's so scary." I'm like, "It's not that bad," <laughs> but what scares me doesn't scare her, and what scares her doesn't scare me. So right. You know, maybe, yeah, go check it out. If you like uh, good horror, sp- like, ghost stories, you like that one. Cool. Right. And, oh, Dracula on Netflix, six hours, and it's by Stephen Moffat, who does Doctor Who. And he did Sherlock Holmes, and he re redoes Dracula from the Brom Stoker book, and it is great.
1: Is it? Six one hour episodes it's or
2: three two hour episodes.
1: Okay. So it, it's along the lines of uh,
2: Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. style. But okay. Yeah. It's really good. It's well worth watching. He's a complete creep. And cool. yeah, he's got, yeah. If you like Doctor Who, you like Stephen Muffet.
0: It's pretty okay. cool. It's All great. right. I'll check that out. Awesome. So I watched a, uh, it was basically Marvel's rolling out of phase four. Of their movies and the only one that really caught my eye was the Doctor Strange movie. Because they're talking about having Scarlet Witch in there with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a that's a cool dynamic there. Yeah. So I forgot to bring up that I read star number two. Yeah.
2: And you know how in the at the end of issue two or issue one, the Scarlet Witch shows up and she's like, You're messing with reality. Well, in this one, she takes Star along into like the chaos verse kind of, and Star is getting fed up. She's like, "You're just holding back, blah blah blah," and she just starts going crazy in there. And the witch is like, "You don't know me very well," and she just like levitates off the ground, and she just gets enveloped with all this energy, and she's like, "I'm not somebody that you piss off." Yeah,
0: Scarlet Witch is <laughs> Scarlet <laughs> Witch is a is a uh... So in the newest issue of X-Men, they're talking about, it's basically the, um, they call it the Crucible. It's where the mutants who lost their powers, when Scarlet Witch said, no more mutants. Basically, you go into this arena, and it's Cyclops and Kurt Nightcrawler talking About how they don't know how they feel about this. On certain levels. And the person has to face Apocalypse. In battle. Right? And Apocalypse. If you fight. You know. If you fight well. He says you have earned your right to become a mutant again. Or you can give up. And then he kills you and they bring you back to life. And you have your powers. Well, in this book, they're talking about the Scarlet Witch, and the kids have their hands over their ears, and they say, Pretender! Pretender! No! Pretender! She's not a real mutant! Pretender! I thought it was kind of funny when I brought up Scarlet Witch. It was... was... (laughs) It's getting good. The X-Men book's getting good. So... Hickman's finally gotten away from the... There was a weird part in that book where... Scott goes to Wolverine. Hey, we're going on a vacation, and he's like, "You want to come?" And he's like, "Yeah, Gene in a bikini." And he goes, "Yeah, it's Scotty in a speedo." And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw that." <laughs> but I I'm kind of interested in the Doctor Strange movie because the way they discussed it was is that the director wanted to do a horror, more horror skewed type of movie and Marvel was like no you're going to do a you're going to do a origin story. So now he gets to do the movie he wanted to do for the first one in this one. Cool. So that's why it kind of interested me. Uh you got anything else?
1: I can't think of anything, no.
0: All right. Well, if you like what you hear guys, um why don't you give us a like, uh subscribe and comment. Leave a comment on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Um, I also wanted to bring up a new system that I'd like to try. Um, I call it the Value for Value. If you've listened to other podcasts, it's basically a model of if this show has value to us, why don't you, would you be willing to send us what you think this, this show is worth to you? um just a suggestion we'd love to hear from you guys more than anything we need comments we need reviews we need stuff like that um so yeah have fun read more comics it's been kirk ryan and nick see you guys